Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello, and welcome to Killing at the Grand Cost. It's your host, Meg. Yes, you are tuned into the right podcast. I'm not the normal person who does this. No, it's usually me. Hello. I'm the new person who does this now. Yeah, bitch. We got a new one. It's me. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. My oh, name's uh, Meg. This uh, is the, well, this is the second one that we've recorded, but the first one that's your guy, you guys are going to see. Yeah. Yeah. We're busy bees today. Also, I'm so, Lux. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> also, Lux is here. Yeah. Also me. <laughs> Still, still half of the sucks duo, which is what I call me and Sam. Yeah. Sucks. Which brings us on to, which brings us on to some housekeeping. Um, so you all know that the podcast stopped for about a month or so, and that is because Sam and I broke up. Um, that's that. Basically, if you could all respect our privacy, that would be great. He was kind enough to give me custody of our love child which is this podcast mm. and to let me do it with meg and he's actually been really really helpful and really sweet about it so thanks to sam otherwise this wouldn't be happening yeah big thanks to sam yeah he's great um and i think that's all i really want to say on the matter um again if we could respect my privacy and sam's privacy also because it's still raw and that's mm. why i said on the original we're we've we've stopped doing the podcast post that we wouldn't do it for the foreseeable future because it is raw and i don't i didn't know at the time what was going to happen i didn't know he'd be so kind about it and let me carry on doing it with meg so that's why we are back so soon because mm. we just got lucky essentially with how everything fell basically, into place basically i just happened to have a friend who I think is going to be great at doing this, and you guys will probably, well, you should comment and say, yeah, she was great at doing it. Oh, it's so good, Meg, it's so great. Yeah, do that. It would actually be such an amazing ego boost. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was lucky enough to actually have a friend who's interested in true crime and that I thought would be good at this. So I asked her, and I was lucky enough for her to say yes. It's just a lot of luck, really, isn't it? Yeah. But we're very excited. Very excited. And speaking of privacy, just quickly while oh, we're on yes. the subject. Yes. Basically, I am about to become a teacher. Um, and for that reason, there's a whole number of legal things that I cannot do as a teacher, which includes weird things on the internet, basically, which is sort of like social media stuff, no tits out on Facebook, that kind of thing. As part of that, um, just like slaughter podcast, it's definitely gonna be better for you guys to not see my face, know who I am really, besides my name being. Meg. So, 
for the foreseeable future, you're not going to see pictures of me or anything like that, don't try and find me on social media because you just won't. I've already addressed this with the Patreon group because we did a little hi, it's Meg video for for the select few on the Patreon. Yep. But yeah, just so everyone's up to speed, that's where we sit at the moment with the whole privacy for both of us. Yep. Um, so don't ask me about Sam and don't ask Meg about her face. Or where I live or anything. <laughs> no. <really. laughs> but do ask me questions about me like, oh, what's your favourite pasta dish? You know, like just whatever you want, get to know me. Yeah. Ask on the Facebook group. Email us in questions, cliniccrimecast at gmail.com. Because I don't want to be a stranger. I no, know I am now. Not. So we can fix it. Yeah, and you know we'll do another Q and A or something, or mm-hmm. we were thinking maybe doing an introducing Meg little episode, something like that. That would be just a nice way to welcome Meg into the Killinet family. Thanks. Yeah, and one more bit of housekeeping. Two, sorry, two, two more bits to tidy up. Thank you so fucking much to Forensics and Flowers. Yeah, big who up. We've done our new logo. Oh my god, is it gorgeous or is it gorgeous? It's very pretty. It's very pretty. Um, I'm going to put a link to the Etsy um, where she does a bunch of really cool true crime related floral designs and they're just sick, man. So she said yes to doing our design and we love it. And yeah, you can buy like badges that say true crime club and stuff like that. And like MFM, that's my favorite murder. Quotes from Mm. that as well with some flowers and some knives on it and shit like that. And check her out on Instagram too. Yeah, there'll be a link for that. And merch with the new logo is going to be coming up. But not for a while, because um, I'm busy. <laughs> i got yeah. stuff to do. We have other things. But if you're a patron, you'll be the first one to know when merch yeah. is available. That's it. Um, and we'll send you out new stickers as well to all the people who are currently patrons, because the old stickers aren't for the old one. They're not accurate anymore. They're, they're inaccurate, correct. Yes. That's it. All right. That's Who's it. Who's going first, Lux? Oh, I didn't think about that. No, me neither. Do you want to go first because it's your first episode oh, that's first. releasing? You're so kind. I know. Too kind. Okay. Yeah, I can go first. So, today, I'm covering a bit of an odd one because my topic or story, it's actually unresolved still. Um, so, that's going to be a fun thing we can do at the end is, what do you guys think? Get in touch, let me know. Good way for you guys to get to know me as well. This case is about a guy called Joshua Maddox, right? Just quickly, like, just for the sources that I used today, I actually used a massive post by Reddit user SeaTurtle70. Oh, that's cute. It's really cute, isn't it? Basically, this is going to be important. So, um, there is a Reddit, a uh, subreddit, so basically, if you don't know Reddit, a subsection of Reddit, like a Facebook page, basically, which is for unresolved mysteries. I'm glad you explained Reddit because... Most people don't. It's very I, confusing. I don't know. It took me a long time to get my head around it. So there's a subreddit, so a bit of Reddit, where it's unresolved mysteries. Now, there's... Honestly, if you're interested in that sort of aspect of it, like Jane Doe's, John Doe's, all that sort of stuff, go and have a look because there's some really cool shit on there. And a lot of people who do that stuff... Um, you know Michelle McNamara released a book... Um, well, she didn't release it because she passed away before she managed to publish it but i'll be gone in the dark mm. she did a lot of web sleuthing with the people that are like this that are speculating in forums online and sharing evidence and sharing yeah, ideas so exactly it's it's a very cool community I yeah think. it's so cool because it's real life people like you and me who are helping to solve mysteries um and that's like actually what i want to get onto with this case that's what this is related oh, to nice it's a very nice segue like that um basically i will put a link to sea turtle 70s post because 
it's honestly they've they've done an awesome job of compiling loads of evidence and ho- and like uh, embedding it and linking it into their posts. Oh, that's really so cool. So you can click along with the stuff you're reading, basically. But it's a bunch of news articles in there. Um, I've also used an article from the Denver Post and something I found on a Talk Paranormal forum, which is interesting. Talk Paranormal? Yeah. It looked very old, but you know. Short disclaimer, we just had a conversation about this. I've never used a microphone before, so bear <laughs> with me. My voice is a bit up and down. Also, we went out last night and oh. I've been burping. And you know when you burp and a little bit of vomit comes back? Yeah, bear with. And These I'm, microphones and are then expensive. And you have to swallow so. it and... Yeah, so if it seems disjointed, A, my first time properly editing one of these episodes, B, Meg's first time being it microphony. Yeah. And C, oh, I'm so hungover. Yeah, I don't feel well. <laughs> no. But that's okay. That's all right, because we only have to sit down and talk. So I, that's that's better than oh, being God, at work, yeah. mate. Imagine like if you had to do anything else. Oh, I would definitely throw up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> on that note, on that note, who's Josh? Uh, yeah, so Joshua Maddox. Josh was described as a smart, funny, and easygoing eighteen-year-old. Right, he lived in America. He lived in a place called Woodland Park in Colorado, mm. and he was last seen eighth of May, two thousand eight. Okay. Now, he told his parents he was going for a walk, and disappeared. That is pretty much what happened with that. Right. So let's fast forward here. And that's the end of the episode. Thanks, everyone, Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone, bye. for listening. See you later, bye. <laughs> in August 2015, his remains were found. Now, in the meantime, oh. yeah, I, I know, mate, I know. But it, that is what the podcast is about. Yeah, I was just kind of hopeful because you said it was unresolved. So I was like, maybe he's out there having a laugh. Mm. Well, no. okay, so basically, he said something along the lines of, to his parents, oh, I might just go one day and not get in touch for a while, do some soul-searching kind of thing. So they were really hopeful for months, right? God, that's and then the this worst. weird cabin about two blocks from his dad's house was being demolished to make way for some new building developments. And there they find his remains. So, just a bit of detail on the cabin. It was abandoned for 10 years. The owner checked in regularly because you have to do that when you got you rent a place, I guess. And there was a weird smell, but he, but there was like raccoons living in there and shit. And he was like, well, someone's probably die on the floorboards and I'm yeah, not going enough. after it. I mean, my cats have gotten into the habit of bringing in like half eaten animals and presenting them to me very proudly. And so if there's a foul smell in the house, a mouse has just died somewhere yeah. and it's hidden. They they also, they like to hide them as well. So it's a yeah, fun game. I wouldn't be that suspicious if there was. A, you could put a dead body in my attic. I probably wouldn't notice. I'd be like, oh, where's the mouse? And the house Literally. is so messy that you would never find it. Never. never. Oh my god. <laughs> My sister cleaned her room and found a dead mouse under her piles of clothes. Oh, my God. It's, Izzy, clean your fucking room. <laughs> Last time I tried to clean it for her, I ended up picking up a spider by accident. Oh, irrelevant. No. I'm just angry. Oh, I bet you are. <laughs> yeah. So, the condition the body was found in is why this is a weird one, right? Oh. So, the remains of Josh were found in the chimney... Upside down, right? What? And, okay, yeah. So, with and also with the chimney, the bottom was completely blocked off. So where you normally put the logs and shit, there was a big bit of furniture in front of it, right? So you went in the top. Well, on the top, there's a big iron grate, like a raw iron cemented in grate. So it's like what? Oh my god! And then, is this some Father Christmas fantasy gone wrong? That's literally what people were describing it as. Because, no. Yeah, because right. So then you then you look at the the conditions he's in, right? So basically, 
All he's got on is his vest. Nothing bottom down, dick swinging in this fucking like upside down in this chimney. Yeah, mate. Like, oh, we- I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> no, but it's like Father Christmas sexual fantasy. So he's upside down, oh, no. dick out, vest on, raid party. No, no, obviously not. But I um, feel bad, but that is a funny image. Yeah, but it's but 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 and also rigor mortis. Don't you get a stiffy when you die? I wouldn't know because I don't have a penis and I haven't died. Should Google it though, actually. No, I think you do. Because, really? Yeah, because... No, you're, you're, blood flow, your blood doesn't flow. You've got to have blood go to the dick, right? Yeah. Yeah, and the blood just stops, doesn't it? Yeah, but where does it stop? It's oh, it's going around the body. It flows to the penis. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Mm, you know? All right, you know, carry you on with your story. You can that while I... Gonna, yeah, 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 good yeah, job, yeah, mate. Yeah, I like yeah. that. So, okay, so if he's not wearing his clothes, where were they? They were inside the house on the other side of the furniture to him, like just chilling in the living room, his clothes and some of his belongings. <laughs> okay. so, wait, wait, wait. A death erection. Angel oh. lust. Angel lust. Wait, 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 wait. Death erection is the best band name ever. Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I wear death erection. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, or you can call it angel lust, which is also another good, good band name. Yeah. Or terminal erection is a post-mortem oh, really erection, good. technically a word I can't pronounce, observed in the corpses of men who have been executed, particularly by hanging. Oh. 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 Do you reckon all the people that they've found it in just like to be choked during sex? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> so five weird things that happen when you die. You brackets sort of get an erection if you lie face down your blood could also conceivably settle in your penis which creates the appearance of a boner yeah so because he'd be upside down the blood would be going from his legs and feet down down to his head yeah but what if it fills up and i don't know how what I, don't, <laughs> I don't do science i'm not a scientist and i don't do not pretend to know anything about the human body so back to our boy yeah, sorry, sorry for that tangent. I hope you enjoyed. No, it's interesting. <laughs> what this podcast is about, so that's good. Basically, the coroner looked at this and he was like, what the fuck? Your clothes are inside. You're on the other side of the wall, basically, because it's a wall of furniture, to your clothes, butt-ass naked, upside down. What have you, like, what is this? And they, he didn't know what to rule as, so they pretty much just went with an accidental death because they could not work it out, right? It, there was only his belongings there, it, they did been they there do for fingerprinting did they do de- dna as far as we know no nothing like they okay. because his body had been there a real long time and because they mm. were they found it when they were demolishing the house so that they probably, probably interfered with oh, the crime scene just fuck, fucked it mate yeah you're literally exactly. destroying the crime scene and then you find a body and you're like oh, yeah probably shouldn't have done that however just would like to briefly mention you know how i talked about how there's a massive iron gate on the top mm-hmm. that actually wasn't there when they discovered the body but the guy who's demolishing it reckons that he took it off to the scrapyard and it could have rusted through. So we don't know about that yet. So the top could have been open and mm-hmm. he could have been trying to explore. But why the fuck was he naked and all his clothes inside? He wasn't trying to get in because he'd already been inside. Right? So that's cool. That one is obviously not cool, but okay, we get that. I Interesting. Have What's your theory? Do you want me to wait? Or do you want me to tell you? No, now? crack on. Right. Theory. Mm. He's secretly gay, right? He goes to this house that he knows is disused. No, no, no. Right. He goes to this house right. that he knows is disused because he he he, he wants to have some fun, right? Mm-hmm. With another m- m- man. I don't know. Well, if he's gay, that is how gay works. With another gay. Um, I sounded so uncomfortable. With a man? 
you. No. <laughs> no, no, no. So he goes there, meets up with mm. the other man. They do bits, whatever. The clothes come off. And then he's like, oh, I'm just going for a fag. Or like, oh, I'm just going to pop outside for a bit. Something. And then he thinks, you know what would be really fucking funny? If I climb down this chimney and pop out the other side just with my dick right. swinging. Wait. Like start helicoptering <laughs> that dick. Oh, that would be hilarious. That's the way to Is a boy's heart. Is image? You're right. Yeah. So he could have done that and been like, oh, I'll just surprise him. He, he, he. And then get stuck. And then the guy just thinks, oh, he's run off. Like, oh, he's in the closet. He's run off. Or, oh, and doesn't want to come forward because he's also in the closet. Okay. We'll leave it with that. That's my current theory. Okay, cool. I like that. I like that a lot. So, to recap, he is upside down, naked from the waist down, in the chimney, clothes inside the cabin. So, here's where it gets interesting, right? Basically, the parents are a bit upset because they're like, well, his younger brother died from suicide. Sorry. Yeah. Suicide a few years previously and he wasn't dealing with it great. So they pretty much were like, I don't know what he was thinking. Maybe that's intentional. Obviously, that's probably not the way you would, but who knows? So that's that's kind of what everyone's sort of we don't know might be that. Okay, so here Sea Turtle asks us to just just think for a minute. And links us to another post made elsewhere on Reddit. Now, there's another one. So we, we've been on un, Unresolved Mysteries, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we're on at the moment. There's another one on Reddit called Ask Reddit. So what you do, there's like uh, millions <gasps> yes! of people who subscribe to it, right? Yes, I've and seen that. And Ask Reddit has a subsection which is about relationships. Oh my God, don't even get me started it's on that. It's so Seriously, fun. go visit reddit.com forward slash r forward slash relationships with an s at the end mm-hmm. my goodness i read on there the other week that someone was like hey um so i think my wife is fucking her brother and my <gasps> son is not mine and i don't really know what to do and everyone's just like put put the whole thing in the bin mate you're fucked <laughs> like put it in the bin put it in the bin oh my god yeah. so check i've read out. some fucked up stuff on there too yeah, yeah, mate, it's, it's good sick. so he asked us to look at an ask reddit threads now, th- basically, the premise of this is you go, hey, guys, what's your favorite pair of socks that you own and where'd you buy them? Right. To uh, this million people that will all see it. And you can comment and tell everyone what you think. Now, the question here was along the lines of I can link it in the uh, show description, which I will do later. It was along the lines of people who have known serial killers. What was it like when you found out that they were a serial killer? Right. So, I you know them before. Need- I will show it to you and I will this. link it in the description because it is very interesting. Yes. It's really good if like for further research for other shit. Yes. If you have your own podcast, people go have a look. Brilliant. And I actually was linked to the Unresolved Mysteries page from this Ask Reddit. I read that thread first right. and saw all this unfold. So what I'm going to do is read out an abbreviated version of the comment, which I'm going to link you all to. Mm-hmm. So this guy says, Josh Maddox, who we we're just talking about, he was a friend of mine. And after we graduated high school, he started hanging out with this guy called Andy. Andy was planning a, me- a trip to Mexico with Josh. I and, knew it. Uh, I knew it. Obviously, Josh disappears. Mm. And so does Andy. And we, because we, obviously his parents thought he was going away too. We all kind of were like, oh, maybe they just fucked off to Mexico. Mm-hmm. But no, Andy's on his own. And in Mexico, he basically befriends a disabled guy in his carer. And then stabs a disabled guy to death while the carer's in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he gets arrested for that. And while he's arrested, he admits that... He just says, the cops are like, have you got anything else you need to say? And he's like, yeah. Also, I killed a lady in... Don't know how to pronounce this. T-A-O-S. Taos. And just, like, put her body in a barrel. 
and they looked it up that had happened to a woman um in the time frame that he gave but they'd already got someone else for the crime and they were like well don't so, worry about that mate <gasps> yep see because in mexico mate, it's so they just kept the other person in prison yeah because no. uh, yeah I, I couldn't find much more about that but that sounds interesting yeah. so that and then when they went to try to prosecute this andy guy who stabbed the disabled guy to death they found out the only witness the carer died in a bar fight like the night before mm. so they couldn't prosecute him they let him go whatever right so this guy who made the comment says me and my friends went to the police saying look josh was with Andy, the serial killer, just before he went on his stabbing spree, like, maybe you should look into that. And they pretty much were like, yeah, but I could also just not look into that. Oh my God. Yeah. They were like, um, yeah, no, they, they, they cancelled like a bulletin that was supposed to be put out and they were just like, no, Josh is in the next town over. He's fine. He's living there. Whenever his, anyone asked. Is he too far? Is the body too far gone for a cause of death at this point? Because you said that they put I've, it down as accidental death, but what is it like accidental asphyxiation, like starving because he was stuck in... Like I wondered, right? I've Googled and Googled this. If you find out, do let me know because I'd be interested. I think from the fact that no one's mentioned it, something happened to the body when they were excavating it. Because if you're not expecting anything to be in the house and you're smashing through it... Yeah. You know, I, I think that's probably going to damage it to a point where it's going to be hard for you to say anything. And, and if the coroner also if it's is decomposed like, already. May, yeah, exactly. And you've got the skin slippage and stuff. Oh my. Oh, yeah, I've don't. just got this image of, because he's in the chimney, right? Mm-hmm. A bull. What's that thing called with the wrecking swing? Ball. A wrecking ball gun. New character on Overwatch. Play it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you fucking nerd. <laughs> so a wrecking ball go, goes through the the chimney and his body comes flying out and because of skin slippage his skin just slides off like a glove and his skinless body just flies up yeah that's what i'm imagining it's horrible maybe that's why they didn't mention anything about the state of the body probably but yeah so if the coroner's like me i can't tell looks accidental probably is i feel like they could not determine from whatever state the body was in whether it's from that or you know just decomposition in general so yeah the police are pretty much just like nah don't worry mate um, and Andy's in and out of prison for random shit all the time anyway. Um, so they're not fussed about it. And it probably would have been a nightmare to dig all that back out. Um, and this guy is like, yeah, um, we, we all heard like stories of this guy, Andy bragging about having put Josh in a hole, like on nights out. Like he's pretty much admitting it. And the police are like, how have I got proof? How but am I going to do that? But that's not a hole, that's a chimney. But, you know, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, kind of, that kind of thing. Because he wouldn't go, oh, yeah, I stuffed him in a chimney on this day in this place. Like, Here's he's the probably address. just <laughs> saying that he killed him kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, back to the cabin. As I said earlier, the heavy steel grate on top wasn't found during, the dem- like, demolishing the cabin. Mm-hmm. And it could have been taken off elsewhere or rusted or whatever. But, additional clues... Someone ripped a heavy bar of metal off the wall in the kitchen and put it against the fireplace after Josh was in there. Josh's stuff was in the cabin, again, to recap. So it's not that he was trying to get in there because he'd already been in there exploring. And he would have seen all the obstacles in the chimney. He would have known that's a dead end. You can't get down that chimney. That's true. So he wouldn't have done my surprise helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. Because he saw his shit there. He's not going to move it with his forehead, is he? I retract my theory. Mm. So... When he was found, his knees were above his head, which basically shows he would have had to have gone in head first down the chimney, which is if you're going down a chimney, you wouldn't go down head first. 
Mm, you slip no. and you die, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not Father Christmas, mate, but it's my guess. So that's another You never reason. see Father Christmas's head poking out first. No, in, it's like, always the in boots. Videos. It's always the boots. Always. So obviously, he probably didn't come down from the top. Now, mm. the argument as well is that if there was a metal bar on the top, there's no way he could have gone from the top. It was encased in concrete. Like, sure, they like they didn't find it at the crime scene, but the guy who owned the house was like, yeah, that's on top because racco- raccoons were getting in and just killing themselves and stinking up the place, and I can't be able to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the raccoon suicide bless America. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just creeping in. They're like, this is where I come to die. <laughs> yeah, literally, like a weird graveyard. Like in the Lion King. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> it's just raccoons. <laughs> um, yeah. So, a couple of end notes. There's a couple of choice quotes here that I'm just going to read out. So, this is from the coroner. Uh, Exact quote. You can find it in the thing that I'm about to link. He says, I know it's not a natural death, and I'm confident that it's not suicide, he said, the coroner. Right. My other options are an accidental death, homicide, and undetermined cause of death. It is frustrating we can't pin it down. So... Yeah, he's saying that's not natural and that's not suicide. Something's happened there, mate. Yeah, basically. And Sea Turtle 70 says it himself. This is my opinion. And I don't care who you are. You don't try to climb headfirst into a chimney via a hole rusted through the top metal grate with your dick hanging out. Oh my God, imagine if he got his dick caught on the metal grate. I don't have a dick, but I feel like you don't risk that. And also rust, you have to get like tetanus jabs and stuff afterwards. In your dick. You'd have to go to the doctor and be like, yeah, so uh, I got a rusty when I was climbing down the chimney with my dick out. You you, don't want to have that conversation with anyone, really. You're not going to risk it, are you? No. (laughs) For what as well? He was already in there. Like, do you know what I mean? (laughs) None of this makes sense. Yeah, and it was blocked at the bottom, so it's not even for a sexy surprise, is it? It's literally a mystery. Who would do that? Exactly. So where's Andrew now? The guy, Andy, the guy that we were talking about, right? Well, Sea Turtle links to a couple of um, articles. He basically has had loads of arrests for like small random things like uh, drunken disorderly, like petty theft, like battery and stuff. If you want to have a Google, this guy's full name is Andrew Richard Newman. Um, To be honest, because of the way data protection's just come in, I can't see much um, oh, does it say for legal reasons you yeah. can't access this web page Google, and everything? If you Google together like Josh Maddox and Anthony Richard Newman, all that pretty much comes up is the Reddit thread and a bunch of true crime blogs and podcasts. That's really? all you get. Yeah. So this isn't like a confirmed thing. This is just putting two and two together from what other people yeah, have said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's up to you what you guys probably think about this, given the evidence. But yeah. And so, th- were there no other suspects? He wasn't nope. being bullied by someone at school, and that could have been a prank gone wrong. No, it wasn't- he was really popular. They'd, I've read, a, I read a thing where they were saying like he was a class clown. One time, he like basically played along like he was in the choir. He just got up on stage midway in the robes that he'd nicked from. Like he's a class clown. He's got friends and stuff. Oh, so there's no so, like enemies. That not really, no. They can- so there's literally no leads other yeah. than this Andy guy, which yeah. they're not pursuing yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. Did you happen to look into whether there's any funds for putting this case, taking it out of the cold cases cabinet? I did not see anything mentioned anywhere. Jesus Christ. If you're interested in this case, also listen to the Dark Histories podcast episode on that. I've not listened to it, but I'd be interested to see if they have anything to say about that. Yep. Um, And what state was this in? Uh, Colorado, Colorado, right? Colorado, yep. 
Yeah. You can actually find a post written by his sister, his big sister about it. Right, um, good. In the Woodland Park, like, uh, Gazette, whatever so what that is. So what I would say is Woodland Park, Colorado. Yep. If you're in the state, I'm not going to do it because it'll cost me money. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the States, call up their, that police station and ask what they're doing about it. Just ask, mum. Cases have it. gotten solved by people pestering and the police going, the public pressure is too high. We yep. just have to investigate. It's going to cost us more to not investigate than it will to investigate. Because we'll it. have to put out all these social fires. So give them a ring and yep. be like, what the fuck? It can't hurt. You know? it, it can't hurt. It's two, it's two minutes of your time, honestly. Yep. Give it a go. And if we find anything, we'll put it in the links, yeah? That's it, yeah. Or we'll put, we'll put links up on Facebook or something if I find any updates. Yeah. Yep, so yep, I'm yep. going to keep an eye out for this because it's interesting as fuck. That is interesting. Yeah, How old man. was he when he passed away then? 18. Oh, Yeah, boy. it's sad, isn't it? Just a child. It's a baby. You can't even drink in the States when you're that age. No. But apparently that was half of the issue. Is at 18, you're legally an adult, but you're not... Because obviously it's state... Some places it's statewide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were saying that for whatever reason, he was regarded as an adult at 18... So when he went missing... They didn't investigate They didn't investigate because he's old enough to just run away. See, in my opinion, if you are living with family and you go missing... Yeah. You go missing, right? Unless it's the parent. No, actually, apparently, it's really common. They, they reckon a lot of missing people cases are actually people who don't want to be found. Yeah. 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 But... If, so I'm 22. Mm. I'm, I've, gone and, I've gone back to move in with my, with my dad and my sister. If I just disappeared, I'm not an adult because I'm living at home with my family and they are expecting me home for dinner. Okay. They're expecting me to feed the animals. Yeah. You, you know, if it was my housemate, maybe not so much because they don't know my life, but this is my family. Yeah, I feel like You take it seriously. Concerned. Yeah, exactly. Whereas if it's my dad, maybe he's abandoned the family and decided he doesn't want kids anymore because mm. that happens all the time. But a kid leaving home and not even saying anything? I, I mean, just just look into it. Yeah. Oh, this other, has made me so angry. There are other like similar cases in the UK as well um, that we might talk about on other episodes or mm. on Twitter or something because I've been seeing some cool stuff lately. So yeah. That's my very first case for killing it. Woo! Look at that. And it was such a doozy. Thank you. I hope you like it. I, I enjoyed it very much. Good. Everyone, let us know what you think. And if you've got any theories, that would be good also. Yeah. If or, you know any more. Like, and feedback would be cool. If you want some more cases where it's like all up in the air and not quite solved and a whodunit, yeah, who yeah. was it, then let me know and I'll have a look. Mine's going to be a whodunit. Ooh. But we know whodunit at the end. So it's a guessing game as you go along. It's gonna oh, be it's gonna be very fun. Games. But first, here are some messages. Welcome back. We are here. And we are ready to do some talking. Ready to rustle. Ready to do this. Ready to rumble. Yeah. Let's get ready, ready. Ready to rumble. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Back above. Yeah, but right, okay. So my case is from most, I, so I found it when I was watching Dateline. The episode mm. is called Secrets of the Desert. Ooh. Which is kind of a giveaway, which pisses me off. I'm like, why did you have to... Now I know there's something about the desert. Guess what's in the desert? Dead bodies, probably. That's the whole thing, isn't it? But it's still quite a mystery, so... Good. Buckle up, cowboy. <laughs> what, because it's the desert? you got to yeah. shoehorn that one in. Oh, nice. <laughs> So, you've got Linda and Dave. In 1993, 
they meet at a nightclub and he asks her to dance, which I feel is really gentlemanly because usually they just come up to you dick first, don't they? Just That's how I met my partner and <laughs> they still relentlessly rip me for that to this day. What, for asking them to dance? Apparently I shimmied up to him. <laughs> did a little jig. I mean, you probably did, didn't I you? I was wasted. Yeah. I was not in a good state. Um, so yeah, they get married the next year. Wow, they're yeah. messing around, mate. They are they are party people. Get it done. They are heavy drinkers and they are heavy foolers who are in love. Here for a good time, not a long time, mate. Crack on. It wasn't for a long time, but oh, we'll no. find that out later. So, two years later, they have a baby called Jordan. And Linda's mum, Marilyn Cox, moves into the house. Well, not into the actual house. There's a guest house that they build for her. Cute. It's really sweet. So she moves in to help look after the baby, which is adorable. And the marriage starts to get strained because of her moving in. Less adorable. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Dave says in an interview that he's no longer in love with her at this point, but he still loves her. You understand. You love the person, but you're not in love with them. The relationship's getting strained. Doesn't really fancy it anymore. So they separated in 1998. So what? That's four years of marriage. Um, And they share custody of Jordan, their baby girl. Sure. The same year that they separate, Dave meets a lady named Rosemary, who ran a karaoke business, which I just thought was fun. That's a fun little factoid. (laughs) I know. Um, And she has a young daughter as well. Cool. And so in 2000, they get married and they merge their families together. They've now got these two daughters between them. And Lovely. it seems all very, very sweet. Linda also moved on. She started dating um, this guy called JR. Now, JR's a firefighter and so is Dave. However, they don't work in the same place. They didn't know each other cool. through work. Um, so it's not like his best mate or anything. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah, it would. Um but I mean, the case is interesting enough as it is. We don't need sort of romantic We don't need drama. the love triangles. No, we don't. Now, on the 20th of August, 2000, there's a phone call from Marnell, Linda's best friend. Mm-hmm. No, to Marnell, Linda's best friend, from Marilyn, Linda's mother. Okay. Asking if Linda's with her. Right. It turns out that Marilyn had gone to church with Linda on Sunday and on Monday she's nowhere to be seen and she calls the police her mother that is and Mm. says you know my daughter's gone missing she is an adult but the back door was open and there was a broken cup in the entryway okay the police show up and there's no indication of a struggle other than the broken cup Mm. and she hasn't taken anything that you'd think someone would take if they were going away toothbrush (laughs) i was thinking more like car extra pair of socks okay (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) no she hadn't taken her car or her pager which apparently she always kept on her so she could be reached if anything happened to her child jordan sensible very sensible but she hadn't taken those things okay her purse was gone though so they were like "Mm, maybe she just walked somewhere didn't want to be disturbed with baby news like i think jordan's four at this she's not baby but yeah she's four yeah um they think maybe she's just gone out on a bender and we'll find out why later. Like I've said, they were heavy drinkers. She's a party met. girl, right? party girl, yeah. Good. But well. there's, some, there's some more stuff on that in a bit. Okay. But for the time being, Marilyn is calling everyone, even though the police don't have any reason to see this as suspicious. For the time being, they're just like, well, it doesn't really look like that. There's a broken cup and she's not taken her car or her pager. 
But other than that, she's a grown ass woman. She can do what she wants. Yeah, she can go for herself. And then <laughs> I've put in my notes. It, does, it didn't seem too far fetched that Linda had just gone, uh, just done a bit of a run up because she was quite a bit of a party boy. <laughs> and I literally I typed that and then I reread it and I was like, what? What was I trying to write? <laughs> what was I trying to put instead of party boy? It's been one of those days, isn't it? It has, yeah. So JR, remember, that was her boyfriend. Mm. Turns out they'd actually broken up oh. really recently. And he said that all of the problems that they had had in their relationship were due to her drinking. And he'd broken up with her because of her drinking. Shit. And she'd also been fired recently <gasps> due to her drinking. So now it's looking even more like, all right, so she's had shit going on. Maybe she just left and went on a bender because yep. she couldn't take it anymore. She'd started a 12-step program to try and get over this drinking. Because obviously if your cool. partner's there being like, I'm dumping you because you're a drunk. You've got a problem, you've got mate. fired because you're drunk. Maybe, you're, maybe you need to see That's someone responsible, about it. That's responsible though. Good. Well, a little bit. Except she'd gone out drinking with her cousin a couple nights prior to her disappearance. So, ah. like, it's a bit stupid, isn't it? It's not, it's not, the, not the smartest, really. But here's the thing. Mm. 10 p.m. on the Sunday, she calls her sponsor. She's got a sponsor from yeah, the church. Okay, yeah. Well, they say a church sponsor, but I feel mm. like it's a church sponsor from the AA. That would make sense, right? Yeah. Um, and she wants to meet up on the Monday morning. Right. And of course, she, she isn't there the Monday morning. Yeah. So it seems like maybe she's made a mistake with the cousin and is now trying to get her life back on track. So that's a little indicator of like, and if you're her mum, you're going to be there like exactly what Marilyn does and just call everyone and be like, this is not right. Yeah. Because. Well, if you're the mum, you know what's out of character for exactly. your child. Yeah, of course. And mom. like, yeah, she's a party girl, but she wouldn't just fuck off. Not when you've got a baby, you know no. what I mean? Yeah. I get that. And then. JR said that Linda had often said she'd kill herself if she ever lost her daughter. Oh, okay. And it turns out she was in a custody battle with Dave, her ex-husband. No. I thought you meant lost as in like died. And I was like, okay, I no. didn't hear all that shit. No. They were in a custody battle because she had been drinking so much that obviously Dave doesn't really think she's going to be a fit carer. Of course. And doesn't want the baby to be around her. And so he's there thinking, all right, well, you know, it's not that she's not a good person, but she's not really fit to look after a four-year-old, is she, if she's drunk all the time? Well, no. Yeah, so now we're going to get on to suspects. Cool. JR, ex-boyfriend, mm. seems like he's a fine guy at the moment. He's obviously, like, kind of respectable if he's saying, you need to go get help, I can't be with you anymore, you're drinking too much. That sounds like a sensible man thing to do. Yeah. But turns out he'd been, like, violent and, like, aggressive. Oh, can I make a guess? Mm -hmm. She was like, because you've, you've mentioned that she was like, oh, if I ever lost my child, I'd go off me. I'd top mm. myself. I reckon he's probably not a nice guy. If you Did you hear that case recently where it was like, this girl got prison time or something because she basically convinced her, yes! again, trigger word, suicidal like uh, boyfriend to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a similar thing where he's like, go on then, do it, mate. Do it then. If you're not going to have your kid, well, I can do it, mate. Okay, so that's your current guess. That's my this guess. This is good. Keep guessing as we go. Oh, okay. So, um, turns out that two days before she disappeared, she made a police report saying that JR was banging on windows and doors. Oh, mate, it's him. I'm going to now play you a clip. Oh, do it. Just two days before Linda disappeared, she had called the Pima County Sheriff's Department. She made a report that JR had come to her house on Curtis and was banging on the windows 
and banging on the doors. JR said he was just trying to pick up some of his belongings, but it prompted Linda to call her attorney the weekend she disappeared. Hey David, it's Linda. JR will not leave me alone. He's over here this morning beating on my windows, calling me. I need to know, should I go down and put a restraining order on him? Right. Yeah, so yeah. that's pretty suspicious. The serious words be like, mate, can I, should I put a restraining order on him? Like, this isn't good. Yeah, that's so serious. clearly she's a bit scared of him, right? Yeah. And it turns out that she's not the only one who's got a restraining or thinking about a restraining order. So because he would he would see Dave and Rosemary when they were doing Jocelyn, uh, not Jocelyn, Jordan drop off and pick yeah, ups. Yeah, of course. They were a bit frightened of him as well. So okay. they actually got a restraining order on him. They actually had so one. I'm assuming that might have been part of the custody battle then. Because yeah. if they're like, I can't be around him, then their daughter is. Fuck yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so because of this, Marilyn calls JR up and accuses him. And he's like, where the fuck is my daughter? Good, mate. Go in. Yeah. Um, and then he goes, I have no idea, mate. I've been with my girlfriend all of last night and... He's got a new girlfriend already? Oh, yeah. wait, no. Yeah. Wait, what, JR's got a new girlfriend yes. already? How long has it been? Like a couple of days? Yeah. Well, a couple of days since he last went to her house and was saying, oh, I just want to get some stuff. But like not, like maybe a couple of weeks that they'd broken up, like really not long. Yeah. Like at all. Um, and so this is kind of suspicious because having your spouse as your alibi is crap because they love you so they're going to lie for you, right? Yes, obviously. Um, so when I was first listening to this case, I was like, oh my God, literally, you can't just say you're at home with your girlfriend. That's the easiest fucking defense ever. Yeah, it's always tricking the book, isn't it? Yep. Um, so four days after she goes missing, there's mm. this big custody hearing that, she, you know, she was freaking out about and was saying- Oh, that, you know, she if probably I, would have fucking stuck around for that. You'd have thought Ooh. because she was saying how much she loved her daughter and she didn't ever want to lose her. Yeah, so you'd of course. think she'd go show up and fight, right? Yeah, man. But nowhere to be nowhere to be seen. Um so that's super weird. And then Marilyn shows up and accuses JR of doing something to Linda. Oh. Because, plot twist, JR is a witness. He's testifying on Dave's behalf. No, he's not. And saying how unfit Linda is to look after she Jordan. And stuff. You're joking. Yep. Why would that's so like two-faced of Dave to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I've got a restraining order against you, but help brother out, get on my side. Like, what is that? Like, no. Apparently, he called up Dave and offered. No. Yes. He's an asshole. Yeah, kinda. Oh my god. Kinda. So this is I'm getting mean, very Jerry Springer, mate. It I'm is. Yeah. This. <laughs> um, although. If you think about it, he's seen her with this child. He's seen them interacting. Yeah. And if he cares about the kid or if he's just a decent human being and he's like, actually, that genuinely isn't what's best for Jordan. Yeah, okay. Maybe it's less of an asshole move, but I still feel like you don't testify. Because he's a big meanie from what you said. I yeah. feel like it's probably not him doing it out of niceness. It's probably out of... Well, that's what he said. That's what okay. that's that's what everyone was saying. They were sure. saying, look, he cares about Jordan. This is why. But at the same time, I'm like, bitch, why you do this? Yeah. Um, after this uh, custody hearing, Marilyn's super worried about Linda mm. and she goes back to the house and she tries to find anything that she can. She's cool. like, there must be something here yeah, that, sure. that gives me an indication. Plane ticket, something, you know, maybe. So she's looking around and she moves this trash bag that's in the hallway and she sees some blood behind it. How has this bag of rubbish been there for that long? It might have been a trash bag of like oh, bits, winter stuff shoes, or yeah, whatever. True. Um, I don't know, but 
blood. Yeah. Or maybe it was like a trash bag waiting to go out that Linda hadn't yet taken out because maybe it was like raining. I do that sometimes when the trash is full, but it's raining. I just like leave it in the hallway and I'm like, I'll take that out tomorrow morning. And then she was gone. Do you so. want to hear a fun trash story? <laughs> yes. So <laughs> in my last student house, all right, shout out to my old housemates that I used to live with last year, this year. Basically, um, we had the classic Mexican standoff over the bins because it's not far to take the bins, but we don't have a wheelie bin. So you had to like walk around the corner, chuck it in a dumpster. And often we wouldn't take it out of the actual bin for a while because it gets leaky. You don't want to deal with yeah, it. Yeah, Basically, yeah. big old pile of rubbish in the back garden. Of right? course. And then like it's winter and fucking the heating won't turn on. And we were like, oh, that's weird. But our house was falling apart and terrible. So it was fine. And we got we got this guy to come around and have a look. And he was like, oh, it's really weird because it's turning on. But th- there's like a safety measure that's stopping it from going on. And we were like, oh, oh no, that's weird. And he was like, hang on. And we're sitting there like watching him. And he goes out the back garden, takes one look at this massive pile of rubbish and just starts yanking it out of the way. And we were like, excuse me, mate. That was tidy before. Like, I, I know it's literal rubbish, but... <laughs> Why are you touching it my was things? In all, yeah, literally. How dare you? No. <laughs> so he moves it all out of the way. And uh, it turns out we've been blocking the vent for the boiler. <gasps> so the carbon monoxide thing had gone off. Oh, no. And we legit could have gassed ourselves to death because we were so lazy. He was like, <laughs> he genuinely said to me, why do you live like this? And I, I, could, I didn't have one. <laughs> you couldn't. I was like, you don't understand. And he was like, I will not tell your estate agents because I know what that could be like. But don't, why, don't do that again, mate. And yeah. we were like, okay, really sorry. Really and sorry. we took rubbish out right there and then. So and it did leak everywhere. Sam and I had this um, period of time where there was a dumpster outside our flat and that's where all the trash would go. Now we mm-hmm. were never really sure if that's where the trash was supposed to go, yeah, but that's where we there. put the trash because there was no other dumpster around. There was okay. nothing. And there wasn't like a collection. We, we did not know. And then there were building works happening. And so in order to get all the building stuff in, they moved the dumpster and we couldn't find it. And so we just started collecting trash bags in our house and our house just smelled of bin for so long yeah. because we didn't know what to do with it. And we didn't want to fly tip. Did I you mean, not talk to the council? Mate, I don't know how to do it. I'm a child. How do you talk oh, to a council? Mate. How does you, that happen? You can just Google it. So we just find your recycling days. Other other and then it started smelling so bad. We just put it out on the balcony. Oh my god! And then it started Lux. raining and stuff. And literally, we had to like at one day we just had to be like, we have to deal with this, don't we? And so we just no. like took loads and like did trips. It was oh bad, and it was they god. were all juicy. And I had to, I got Sam to yep. actually take them apart like out of the pile because there might have been like spiders and slugs yeah, hiding the they've been there bit. for that long yeah and i was like i don't want this um it was fucking gross yeah we already had a slug problem as it was and really? they fucking love the rubbish yeah have i not we can we can do this have yeah. i not told you about the slug infestation in my student house that's great I, I had one in my second yeah. year i yeah. bought slippers so i wouldn't tread on the slugs between my bedroom and the bathroom i was so confused right because we just moved in and I went to go for a shower. I turned around, there's a slug on the wall. And I was like, gross. But okay, it's been, you know, unoccupied for a while. And then I'd got some new shoes. And I was in my bedroom, which is a floor above on like ground level. And there was this shiny thing on it. And I looked and it was a slug trail. And I was like, Ugh. excuse me. <laughs> did you pay for this? So where's like, my rent money? <laughs> we, called, we called the estate. just like, look, mate, we got slugs, fix it. And they were like, all right, cool. We'll send around a man. 7.30 in the morning on a weekday, I get a call. Oh yeah, I'm the slug man. (laughs) (laughs) And I was in bed and I was like, excuse me. And he was like, have you got slugs? And I was like, 
Yes, I, yes, I stuck, do. He this just makes me yeah. think of Danny DeVito from Always Sunny when he's like, <laughs> I'm clean. <laughs> no, no, no. The one where he puts um, sanitary um, hand hand sanitizer all over him yes. and he shaves every bit of him and he's crawling around on the floor making a slug trail. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I'll post that on the Instagram because it's beautiful. So he turned up um, at like eight in the morning and I didn't have a uni for fucking hours. And I let him in and he was like, where are your slugs at? And I was like, <laughs> like, like where them slugs? Yeah, literally. And I was like, uh, downstairs, show him the way. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I got something for this. And he just gets out a pack of B&Q bloody slug pellets and pours it like in these weird little, litter, tiny little mini litter trays for slugs in random places and then just buggers off. You could have done that. Yeah, exactly. We didn't. We had to wait in like ages for him because he was supposed to come a different, it's a whole thing, mate. And then they came back and we told them, they were like, and the slug man came back and wasn't even convinced he was at the right house. And we were like, no, it is the right house. He's like, are you sure? And I was like, I live here. I'm sure there are slugs. <laughs> and he looks around and was like, no evidence of slugs, mate. And I'm like, yeah, because I've washed down where the slugs were all slimy and greasy. And he was like, nah, no evidence of slugs, mate. And just left. <laughs> so that, that was slug man last year. <laughs> That's amazing. Literally, mate. Nightmare. Okay. So, so back to the rubbish. No, it's 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 good because it, it took us on a tangent and now everyone's on the edge of their seats going, but what about the blood? Ooh, yeah, dun, yeah, dun, yeah. Dun. It was purposeful. It was a purposeful tangent. Ha yeah. ha. That was all scripted. Podcast tricks. Wasn't even true. Oh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> wasn't even Unfortunately, true. <laughs> all of that is very correct. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, so now they start looking into alibis because they're like, oh, what the fuck? Right, yeah. Now they look at Dave's alibi because obviously JR's already said he was at home all night with his girlfriend and his girlfriend's like, yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, my boyfriend. Oh, at home with me. Cute. Not. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so his alibi was that he was home all night on Sunday. With his girlfriend? With his girlfriend. Ooh. Rosemary was home as well um, after she came back from work on the evening and he just said that he was there all day. And I'm like, that's your spouse. It doesn't count. Yeah, literally. doesn't count. It's not our way. Um, but Marilyn doesn't. So the police are sort of semi-satisfied, right? Um, but she's not giving up. She's putting up billboards. She's ra- uh, raising money for a reward for any information. She's doing vigils. Have I already said vigils? No. No? Don't she's doing vigils. She's Ooh. doing posters. She's Good. She's doing everything. Good for her, mate. Good, Good for, for her. her. Get it done. Um... And now she files a suit for visitation with Jordan. Cool. She wants to see Jordan. She wants to be able to have unsupervised visits because in the hearing that Linda didn't show up for, he got temporary full custody. Full custody. Well, yeah, because there's not another person there who's asking for custody. It's just him because Linda hasn't shown up. So he gets temporary full custody, presumably until they can rearrange another hearing and Linda's actually present. Yeah. And now she wants to see her daughter, right? Cool. Dave was worried that she'd run off with her, though. She'd run off with Jordan. Oh. Because she kept saying stuff like, as soon as I find Linda, Linda, I'm taking her and Jordan, I'm getting out of this damn town. Because she's, like, so fucked off with everyone. Fair enough, Shitty alibis and, like, not being helpful. Yeah, she was just like, fuck this. As soon as I get them both, I'm out of here. And so he's like, what if she just gives up on Linda and runs off with Jordan? That's my child. Fuck off. No. For all he knows, could have been, been, like, the long con. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, she's run away. And they're all just hiding out somewhere. Yeah, he yeah, knows. something yeah. like that, exactly. Nice. So, he um, he fights it. So there's an ongoing custody battle. And in mm. the meantime, I found this really cute. Rosemary adopts um, Jordan. She adopts her, because obviously she's not her real mum, she's oh. her stepmum, and she formally adopts her, which is really cute. How is cute. that allowed if they've already got a mother? Um, 
Because you can't have legally three parents, can you? Can't you? Can you? What about thruples? That's, what about- not, that's not legally recognised. Is it not? No. Well, you can't get you can't get legally married as a three. And it's hmm. two parents normally. I don't know, but she definitely does. Okay, interesting. I don't know how that happens. Maybe it's- Maybe there's a law where, like, if the actual parents are away for that long, something has to be done, so... Or maybe it's, like, you can adopt if you're, like, in a relationship with one of the parents. So, like, if Linda got remarried, she could have... Rather than a stepmom, it would be, yeah, that's my adoptive mum sure. and my dad yeah. and my adoptive dad and my mum. Like Potentially, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. maybe. I'll I don't have to know. Google it. It's interesting. Cool. Anyway, so that happens and it's very cute. Um, and after two years of this custody battle, Marilyn wins the right to unsupervised visits with Jordan. Wait, so what's the face been going on for two years now? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I thought it was like a short term. Yeah. No. To be fair, if the mum's been disappeared for that long... You probably have to be like, well, she's not the mum then, is she? She's not here. She can't be a mum. Yeah, Get a maybe, new one in. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Like Get a new one teacher. in. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, where's the substitute? <laughs> yeah, come on. She's on her break. Swap someone out. <laughs> yeah, hi. I need cover for parenting. Literally. Um, so, it's been two years and... Dave makes it really difficult for Marilyn. It's been two years of her fighting for this and she finally gets to see her granddaughter on her own, Good. unsupervised. She's super happy. But Dave's, ma- Dave's making it difficult. He's not responding to calls. He's making it difficult for them this to meet up. This is Jerry Springer shit. It really is. And um, she takes him to court again and says, this is contempt of court. Good. They said that I get unsupervised visits. Why are you not doing it? Yeah. This is shit, mate. And she wins that as well. Yes. So Marilyn is a badass bitch. I love this lady. Her daughter goes missing and the police are like, I mean, she was a bit of a party boy. Like, no, not really any evidence. Yeah, there was blood, but like we've checked out the alibis and there are no leads. Oh, I forgot to tell you one thing about the blood. Mm. They search the house and yeah. it lights up, right? Luminol. Yeah, it all lights yeah, yeah. up. And then they find blood on a vacuum cleaner cord. Just speaking qu- just quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah. So speaking of Luminol, I went recently to the True Crime Museum in Hastings on a little day out. They've got an exhibit on Luminol and it shows yeah. you uh, the way that it works against blacklight and what it looks like when the lo- normal lights are on. So yeah. you can see that when there's, even when there's like no blood, you can see, fucking lights up the whole room, mate. It's really cool. That's if you ever get the awesome. chance to go, seriously try it out because it's like seven quid each and it's really good. I really, really want to go. I we'll, really do it, go. we'll do it, mate. We'll do it. Thanks, babe. That's all right. Um, so yeah, they they find this vacuum cleaner cord mm. and fr- they can tell from the blood that the cord had been lying in a pool of blood. <gasps> it's not just like spatter or anything. It's not just like someone cut themselves and then grabbed the cord. It's like dipped. It's, it's literally been lying in a pool of blood <sighs> and then cleaned up. Okay. So that's suspicious. I forgot to mention that. That's really suspicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but the police like, meh, it's all right. Well, I mean, they did check the alibis of people and they got the alibis were corroborated and they didn't have any evidence of uh, the other people like being in they the house. They had no leads. Th- Fuck. No leads. So they're just like, okay, well, it's kind of suspicious, but... Sorry. They did have one lead though. What do you mean? The Hoover lead. Oh my God, no. So... Oh, that burp tasted of vomit. <laughs> Fucking hell. Mate, hey, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I'm the best, thanks. <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> oh, it's oh been a God. long day. It's late now. I'm sweating so much. <laughs> <laughs> this is painful. Oh. All right, so. <clears throat> okay, no, now it gets sad. All right. So, at this point, so Marilyn wins the custody. Mm. This point, uh, no, she's won the contempt of court case. Yep. It's now been three years since Linda disappeared. 
It's May the 7th, 2003, and Jordan and Marilyn spend the day together. Cool. They have a day out. It's really cute. And Marnell, the best friend, mm. you remember? She um, she actually gets in, in touch with Marilyn, or Marilyn gets, I don't know. They're in, they're in communication, right? Nice. Because they're both fighting for this. Sure. And it's like, oh, hey, I've got custody of Jordan. Do you want to drop by? And like, Not custody. I've got visitation with Jordan. Do you want to drop by and see us? Do you want to say hi? Yeah. Like, I'm taking her back to Dave's in the evening. But yeah, you can drop by. Let's and hang out. And hang out, like, have a cup yeah, of tea man. or something. Nice. Really sweet, right? So Marnell's supposed to stop by the house but when, and, and see them. But she gets there and there's no one. There's no one around. No. So she thinks, all right. Uh, they've probably just gone back to Dave's then. I've probably just missed them. Maybe there's an emergency. That's a shame. Maybe they're still out at the cinema or whatever. And in her interview, she goes, yeah. And also it occurred to me that if I left now, I could catch the, the latest episode of The Bachelor. <laughs> so she's there like, I'm not going to hang about for I them. I love that. I've That's literally them. me. I'll see them another day. The I know where they live. On. It's Off all I right. Go. That's hilarious. And she must have just missed them because shortly after Marnell leaves... There's a 911 call. There's several 911 calls about gunshots no. and two women dead in the driveway of Linda's house. Wait, so, so Marnell goes to Linda's house? Oh, no, no. Linda's house is where is also Marilyn's house. Yeah. Yeah. So she went there and there was nothing there. There and was then, no one and there. And then after there were gunshots. After she leaves, there are gunshots. So they're somehow back in the guard. Okay. All right. So... These two women, one of them was Linda's mum, Marilyn, mm. and the other one was a neighbour called Renee Farnsworth, who, what an angel, what a sweetheart. She knew that Marilyn was uncomfortable around Dave because of all these court things, and had, and had said, I'll come with you to drop Jordan off because I know you don't want to be alone oh, with Dave. Oh, what a sweetheart. So she's gone in the car with them just to drop Jordan off. Yeah. Literally, like, what a good friend. Comes back, and they both get gunned down. Both of them are gunned down. No. They're both dead. So yeah. Jordan's all right. She's with Jordan's, Dave. Jordan's with Dave. That's weird. They happened just as they got back after dropping. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Okay. So. And was just to clarify, mm -hmm. was that the first time she'd had visitation on her own? After that, she'd been to court for ages and ages. I think I think it was, yeah. but I can't remember. I watched the Dateline a while ago, and well, I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure it was like a big deal and like a really exciting day or something. Yeah, it's Dave and the other guy then in fucking cahoots doing some shit. You think it's Dave and JR together? Yeah, mate. Yeah, it's okay. at the very least Dave, because he knew that they... Or he called someone, I don't know, but for them to get gunned down just as so they come back and the babies and the, and the little girl Jordan's safe, that's a... No, someone knows it's what's going on. It's suspicious, isn't it? Exactly. Someone knows the schedule. That's it. So here's Dave's alibi, right? He says he went to a union meeting and then he came home. Right. And his, and his wife goes, yeah, he came home. He came home at this time. Of course he she did. He couldn't have been, of course she did. He couldn't have been bitch. there. He was at home. What a bitch. And JR was at home with his fiance and kids. The yeah. girlfriend's been bumped up to fiance or maybe it's a different person. I don't know. But he's got kids now as well. Uh -huh. um, so he's, he's at, his alibi is that he was at home with them. So... If this wasn't horrible enough, there's a horse person, I think, like a just riding a horse in the desert. I don't really know. The way you said that, I, I was like Lord of the Rings shit in my head. Se a centaur. Yeah, yeah literally. So a centaur comes along. Um, he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's yeah. like, it was me. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, no, so 2012. Yeah. So 12 years on. Jesus. They, this, this horse person finds a skull in the desert. So, so no one saw... 
them wicked, like whipping out guns in the fucking street. They did, but all they could say was it was a man in a hoodie, probably Caucasian. Fuck's sake. That was it. Shit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he finds yeah. A, a skull in the desert. Now, initially, this skull isn't looked into because it turns out that it's near the border. Oh, yeah. And so I think the border of Mexico, but like, yeah. In general, we were talking about this at the barbecue, actually. Things that are on the border, all police, like, let's say you've got something in the middle of like three counties in the UK, all the police will try and shift it off and be like, oh, it's not my problem. No, no, no. I mean, it's at the border of a different country. country. Yeah. But exactly so, the same thing. They'll both be like, well, it's not my problem. No, no, no. That's not what happened. Oh, what? What I'm saying is illegal immigrants would try would try and get into the US by going through the desert. Oh, so you're and saying some of them common. wouldn't make it. Oh. Oh, that's really sad. Some of them wouldn't make it because they'd, you know, run out of water or they'd get injured and they'd be in the middle of the desert. It's the fucking desert. It's yeah. The, it's dangerous, man. It's like the worst place to fucking have to walk through. Yeah. So, oh. yeah. So it wasn't tested on because they were just like, oh, it's just probably someone who didn't manage to make it. That's, that's really, really sad. sad. That's how it works. I know. I know. Oh. So, so they just didn't test on it for a while. But when they finally do, it's Linda's skull, isn't it? Of course it fucking is. <gasps> I forgot to make notes about the best bit that I just remembered from the Dateline. Ooh. Go on, go on. No, no, I'm going to talk about it in a bit. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. I forgot about that bit. I was thinking, you know what? I'll tell you when it gets to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to have I was gonna have questions about how this shakes out, but now I don't. Now I know, because I remember. Ooh. Okay, anyway. Woo. Oh, that what got a me wild all ride. All on the inside of your little brain. Oh, yes. Uh, a little Bucking Bronco going on up in. I'm, just, I'm trying to make it horse related. I don't it's know, not working. At the wrong time then. <laughs> Bucking hell, mate. Bucking hell. <laughs> Bucking hell. So, so Linda. Linda's dead, but who killed her? So, do you still think yeah. it was Jr. and Dave? Never think. Never think. All right. Right. So I think I, th- I think it would be one of the blokes, just because. I mean, we all know the single biggest killer of women in general is men, right? The husband did it. Yeah. Hashtag the husband did it, yeah. It literally. But you were saying this is a real humdinger whodunit case. Mm. So maybe it's not. Maybe it's one of the girlfriends. Because obviously JT got a new girlfriend, didn't he? Mm. And maybe she was like... Oh, JR, but yeah. That, sorry, JR. Maybe she was like, fuck having to deal with all that kind of crap going on in my life. Come on. Yeah. Oh, he's going to her house and banging on the doors and stuff. Yeah. I don't want to have to deal with that. Let's yeah. just get rid of the problem. Maybe. Hmm. Anyway, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. So the case goes goes cold again, right? Oh still my God. no leads. They know that she's dead, but they still have no leads. They're like, okay, so we know that something probably happened in the house because there's fucking blood everywhere. Yeah. And we know that she's dead and she was dumped in the desert. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, except for the one lead. The oh hoover, the hoover lead. <laughs> I was there like, what? <laughs> you got me again. Yeah. So, case goes cold again, and that's that. Mm. Until, why are you smiling? Have you got another joke coming no, I'm up? I'm just thinking about the <laughs> hoover lead joke. Oh, right. <laughs> so, in 2015, Rosemary. This has gone on for so long. Yeah, it's 15 years. It's a cold case that's of 15 years. That's more than half my life. Yeah. Jeez. So Rosemary, mm. Dave's wife, mm. she's got something to say. <gasps> yeah. She's his ex-wife now. Oh. At, at this point, I think they get divorced because uh, she's of- She's sick of his shit. Yeah. And also um, he had an affair and some other stuff and whatever. But they're divorced. But um, she goes to the police. And Juicy. she's, so she was his alibi, remember? She was Dave's yeah. alibi. Yeah, she was. But now she doesn't fucking like him. So she's actually a valid- well, she 
ends up, she's got this information and it's weighing on her so mm. much. So she tells her best mate and her best mate goes, <gasps> go to the fucking police. Good mate. What the fuck? And so she does. And what and she does goes, she say? She goes, I was lying the whole time. He wasn't with me those two nights. Yeah, no shit. Both nights, he was not with me. So what actually happened is the night that, remember, he he starts dating, um, he starts dating Rosemary before Linda goes missing. Yeah. So the night she goes missing in 2000, she wakes up in the middle of the night and Dave isn't there. Weird. And she looks around the whole house for him and he's not there. She goes back to sleep, wakes back up and sees him like coming back into the house in the garden. Weird. Like, and he, he's like, oh yeah, I just went for a walk. And at, at this point in time, they've only been married for like two months. So she's just like, bit weird, but all right, I guess if that's what he's doing, then he's doing that. Okay, yeah, fine, fair play. whatever. So that happens. Then she talks about what happened to Marilyn and Renee. She, now this this bit really creeps me out. She says that he wasn't home when he said he was home, right. obviously. And then he comes back home and he's like white as a sheet. He looks terrified. He looks like he's just done something really shady. He's oh. like shaking. And he goes in and he kisses Jordan goodnight and turns off the light. And the whole time she's just there like, Dave, what the fuck is up? Why are you being what so weird? What have you weird? done, right? What have you done? Yeah. Is everything okay? What's happening? And he just isn't saying anything. <gasps> and he really slowly like takes off all his clothes, hands them to her and says, wash these. I'm going to go have a shower. Ooh, what? Then the detectives ring on the doorbell and they go to the door and they say, they say, yeah, hi, this has just happened. Where were you guys tonight? And Dave immediately just goes, I was home the whole time. And so she just goes, yep, yeah, yeah, he was. she loves him, yeah. she loves Fuck. him. And she thinks, oh, this is just unfortunate, right? Yeah. Both times she's just thought, it's unfortunate that he's not actually been home when these things have happened because obviously he's a suspect, but I love him, I know him, he wouldn't do that. I'll just say whatever he says, because if they know that he went for a midnight walk or whatever, they're gonna think, okay, he did it and he's gonna get in trouble. And I don't want that because that would be bad for the family, that would be bad for the relationship. It's not great. Yeah, of course. So he's a scary dude, right? Yeah, that's scary. That like, that's, is, not, that's not a fun time for anyone that involved. That is scary. So. He is not a party boy. Coming to the end now, obviously Dave did it, right? Mm. Turns out, that actually, in 2007, the police want to... They think Dave might have done it. They have no evidence, though. And they want to kind of freak Dave out. So they say, here you go, to the newspapers. Mm. Say that we've got new evidence and that things are the yeah. ball is rolling again. This is in 2007, bearing in mind she confesses that she lied in 2015. 15, yeah. And so they do that and they track Dave's car... And they see him drive into the middle of the desert at night and then drive back. Just to make sure the bodies are still there, right? Mm, make sure it wasn't discovered. Make sure no, it's been... That's, he's an idiot for that because anyone could be watching him. Yes. He's a dickhead. So, but they they don't find anything when they go there, right? Oh. Or maybe they don't go there. I, again, I watched this a, lot, a while ago and I haven't got it in my notes. Okay. But essentially, that doesn't really lead to anything. They're like, that's suspicious. He's definitely numero uno on our list. But that doesn't really tell us anything, Maybe does it? he was moving something? 
Maybe he just went to go stargaze. Maybe he... I don't know. Maybe he I just don't loves know. the desert. Maybe he just loves it. Maybe he's got a thing for cacti sand. and just yeah. went out there for a cheeky little... That would be a terrible fetish. I know. It's like the worst one I can think of. Um, yeah. And then when they look at it again in 2012, when they find the skull, they realise that actually it's about a half mile away from where his car was, was parked. Oh, shit. Because he's not that dumb. He parked his car and walked it. Or maybe he well, couldn't drive or it. Animals dro- or animals dragged the body away. Oh, yeah. True. Either way. He was fucking close, and that is suspicious. Yes. They also tap his phone, and he makes this phone call to Rosemary. Let me just find it. Oh, this is exciting. I'm loving all the voice clips in this. Thanks. I thought you might. So interactive. They tapped his phone, too, and recorded this call he made to Rosemary. I just found out they're investigating me again. At what? Has the detective came to talk to you yet? No. I just wanted to let you know, because I just found out that they... So yeah, that's pretty fucking suspicious, isn't yeah, that's it? That's literally suspicious as fuck. But again, they don't have any hard evidence. Just because no. he got drunk at a party and went, I know where she's at, and just because he calls up his ex-wife and te- and tells her to tell the police to, to fuck be off. Fair, if I hadn't done anything, but they were they wouldn't leave me alone, and that that would make me nervous and paranoid anyway. Mm-hmm. That they might just get me for it because I mean we all know. What how things happen sometimes yeah sometimes you just get got and you didn't do yeah. anything i'd call be like oi watch out <laughs> watch out yeah make sure you're not walking around the house naked they're gonna knock on you know yeah even just a courtesy uh so following rosemary's confession yeah he gets taken to court obviously he's charged and the jury was hung <gasps> oh because if you think about it this is all quite circumstantial. Yeah, it's very loose. And see, that's that's. So I remembered the car thing, mm. and I was like, "Oh shit!" Now that is evidence. But, but actually, actually, if you think about it, it is kind of circumstantial. And here's the thing: when you're watching the Dateline, yeah. he's being interviewed. He's in ordinary clothes, and he's professing that he's innocent. To this day. He professes <gasps> to be innocent. So in the interview, he's saying things like an innocent man would. So you're hearing stuff like, oh, yeah, I was worried about her. Oh, I didn't know where she was, blah, blah, blah. So you just assume that he didn't do it. But he's pretending that he didn't do it. So I knew why- that. Yeah. Oh. So it's even creepier when you watch it. Yeah, because he's so good at it. He's like, so he's been good doing at it pretending. for how fucking long? 15 years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so he's got on fucking some practice in that time. Yeah. So Jesus. Basically, um, so there's a hung jury, but then he gets convicted when it's the second trial, because obviously hung jury results in a retrial. I'm assuming that's after the dateline you're talking about. Because you were saying there's the interview where he's in plain clothes? No. I think they just put him in plain clothes. Oh. Because he's still, inno- he's still professing his innocence, and the dateline ends with him, he was convicted. Oh. Yeah. So... So he was, how long was he put away? So he was given 66 years. So that was for two first degree murders in the case of, because that, that has intent, right? Yeah, of course. But apparently he didn't mean to kill Renee, who was the neighbor who of course, went with Of course, she wasn't Marilyn. involved in, yeah. yeah. Oh my so God. So he was charged with, so he got two life sentences and then plus six years for the second degree murder. So I think a life sentence is 30, like minimum. So he's yeah. technically got, got to serve 66 years, but I feel like it's probably just going to be put away forever. Yeah, he's going to fight for that realistically anyway. Now, I would be really interested in hearing what his daughter 
actually thinks. <gasps> yeah, because she'll be more grown up now. She she's being interviewed in the Dateline, but she is sort of acting like he didn't do it, which is why I thought he didn't do it. Because if I Weird. knew that my dad killed my mum, I probably wouldn't be his mate. But she's talking about how he used to tuck her in every single night when she was a kid. He was such a good dad. And even now he still gives her a phone call every night. It's the tuck-in call. But he did this all for her. Of course he's going to be nice to her. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing. And he's the thing got, that makes me wonder is... He's got that motive. Yeah. Because you'll have this as well. You know what it's like when your parents start dating other people and the other person. Yeah. yeah. You know better than I do when mm. all sort of kick, shit kicks off. But like... She loves her dad, and her dad doesn't like the ex-girlfriend for whatever reason. She's going to be on her dad's side and be like, oh, she's lying. She's not done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can kind of get that And when she talks about being adopted, Rosemary is, like, really positive about it and was like, oh, it was so nice, like, proper family, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And she's just there like, well, my dad, it seemed to make my dad happy, so I just went along with it. Really? Yeah. So she she's really hot. I'm going to show you. Oh, yeah, do um, but like, it's a weird vibe Wait, that the, I get. You're about the daughter. The daughter. Yeah, she's really hot. Um, but yeah, I get a weird vibe of her, and I really want to know her what she thinks happened if she doesn't think that her dad did it. Well, also, if she, there's a good chance because she was young, she won't remember a lot about her mum, and mm. what she might remember is the drinking. So there's a good chance in her head, her dad saved her from her mum and protected her the best that he could. So she might Whatever think that, that he means. did do it. She might be like, oh, he did do it, but he was just doing his best to protect, you know, because that happens sometimes. Yeah. And also, to be fair, like, if I, if I, you know, I love my dad a lot. If he yeah. was accused of something and the evidence was not completely solid, yeah, maybe I'd doubt it as well. Interestingly, if you flip this and it was the dad who was killed mm. and the dad was drinking around the baby... And the mum oh, was it would protect- be a whole different Everyone story. would be like, Whoa, yeah, fucking you go, mate. You yeah. you beat him up. No. So yeah, interesting. Yeah. If you think about it like that, it seems more likely. Yep. Madness. So uh yeah, he's been put away. I personally I I know he did it. Yeah, mate. I, I feel like he, he definitely did, did. You don't drive your car to the dump site of the body unless you dumped the body. Yeah, also if you come in the middle of the night, like wash these clothes. No, you no. have to put him in, in like a load. That's saving energy. But is there reasonable doubt? Because he could have been bird watching. He could have a cactus fetish. He could have been on a walk clearing his head. He could have just been really sweaty at his union meeting and needed the clothes washed. Literally like 12 angry men. This is silly. Like, It's silly. Yeah, but that is very silly. But is that, re- but is you're that right. doubt reasonable? But you're right. Yeah, exactly. So to be honest, if I was if I was a juror, obviously I wasn't there. I don't know all the evidence that they gave. I didn't mm. hear all the testimony. I, you know... But even though I know he did it, I don't know he did it. Hmm. He could have. He could have not. But he did. Like he. He did. Yeah. Like he, he, he feel like did. he fucking did. Look at him. Um. And there were there was also stuff about bullets. I remember that he said that he had sold his gun, but they found bullets it, at his house that matched the gun, and he'd said that he'd sold it before he'd moved house. But why would you take the bullets? If you'd sold the gun, surely you'd sell the bullets and the gun together. So clearly he yeah. just shot the and the bullets obviously matched the bodies. Yeah. So clearly he just shot them and then like thrown the gun away. Yeah. In the desert because yeah. they fucking live there. Yeah. Yeah. And then just and then forgotten to get rid of the bullets. And hmm. y- you know, there's a lot of like weird stuff like that, you know? 
on its own, any one of those things, you'd be like, ah, fair. But all that shit added all up. All together. Yeah, babe. Yeah. All right, he, he done did it. it. He, he done it. He done it. So yeah, sorry I missed out a bunch of evidence and kept remembering it. It's literally because I didn't want to rewatch the, hun- the whole hour and a half of Dateline and the articles that I were finding weren't saying the interesting things like that. Yeah, there was a lot like, of fluff, wasn't there? Oh my God, there was so much fluff. And they were like, this was what the custody dispute was, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, tell me about the evidence. We were sat here doing research a minute ago with the TV on. And Lux turned around and was like, I'm not watching this. They just cut to a picture of a horse. And you turned it around. It was literally just a horse chilling in the field. I was like, what what's the this? fucking point? I- I don't need to hear the backstory of the person who was riding the horse. Yeah, I don't care about that. Just say a skull was found in the desert. I don't give a shit who found it. I mean, it's cool he's got a horse. Good on him for having one. (sighs) But no. It was stupid. I know, mate. Um, Yeah, I got really frustrated. I was like, I just need the fucking facts. Thank you. I've enjoyed this tale once before. I don't need the fluff again because I know who done it. It's not a mystery. Stop it. Stop trying to tease me. With the horse. Teasing me with horses. (laughs) Oh, actually, I have something to tell you, which, um, okay, so if you listen to Wine and Crime, you already know this anecdote, but um, their latest episode is about horse crimes, and Amanda's mum calls her um, because their previous episode had been about state fair crimes, Mm -hmm. and she's got a state fair crime about horses, so it lines up perfectly, and she goes, "Uh, yeah, your dad used to work with this guy who um, was at the state fair and uh, yeah, he was arrested because he got up on a stool and started fucking a horse in its ass, lifting the tail up and they, he was found doing that and got arrested. That's not like the most discreet thing. I feel like if you've got one of those sort of do tendencies- Do it at night, don't do it at the state yeah, fair. one, do it at night. Two, do it when you're alone. Three, don't, I mean, there are people, were there people watching him? Was that, was he just in public? I think he was just, I think it was probably just like in the stable on his own. Maybe Jesus. like in a break between horse shows or whatever the fuck they do at American State Fairs. I don't know. Yeah, he got on wine, mate. Someone's got to do it for the horse. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently in his room or garage or whatever, there were fo- like posters of horses everywhere. <laughs> oh my God. Literally the male embodiment of a horse girl. <laughs> you know, the ones at primary school who had like run yes. around neighing. Have you seen Prancer Size? Yes. Prince oh my god. We'll post it. It's yeah, anyway, I just wanted to tell you that was for all That's the fucking hilarious. I listened to White and Crime as well. It's well at least I mean show. it's gonna sound like at least he was fucking the horse and the horse wasn't fucking him because nobody wants to watch that. People nobody have wants died to, from that. I've you know? I've seen the Mr. Hands video, mate. I know. Mr. Hands? Nope. I don't want to see it. Yeah. I just want a vague description, please. Uh if you're interested, go it's like an internet famous thing. Basically, Vice on an article on it, actually, if you have a look, it's like a bestiality rings and people who believe you can actually be in love with an animal and it gets really weird. Like right those building ra- people. Yeah. 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 You know the guy who uh, had sex with a dolphin and he was like, <gasps> and he, like repeatedly, <gasps> mate. In the blowhole get- or what? No, the f- fucking dolphins have vaginas. Yeah. They're mammals. You might have had a blowhole fetish. No, that that's might have that's where they you- breathe. It'd be like uh, a blowjaw. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know, mate. I do know, and it was the vagina. Yeah. Anyway, basically, if this is interesting at all to you, have a little look. It's funny. Mr. Han's video is literally a man being fucked by a horse, and he dies from it. It's, like, documented. It's been recorded for shit. And there are people there with him, and I think they got in a bit of trouble for it, obviously. Because, because they were, like, watching him and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Disgu- Why is it called Mr. Hands? That's They had, like, a... 
<laughs> like spy names for the people getting fucked by the horse, <laughs> like code names, because they they didn't know each other by their first names <gasps> because they met on the internet and stuff. It's like a ring of it's illegal. Oh you my bit, god! Like no. just in case you didn't know, you cannot go around getting fucked by horses. That's not allowed. Yeah, don't do that. Beastie We're not encouraging isn't just that. You fucking them. It's making them fuck you. Kind of. Kind of both ways, isn't it? Yeah. Just, just don't do it, kids. If you're listening, don't be listening. Please Bro, don't please listen. Please don't listen. <laughs> the kids I used to babysit, they were desperate to listen in. Oh no! And I was like, guys, it's not, it's, it's not suitable. And they were like, why? I love murder mysteries. I love hearing about murder. And I was like, lads, it gets graphic. You don't want to hear this. No. <laughs> like, you do. You will not. grow up to be weird. Don't listen to. Oh, they're already weird, but in such a good way. That's I, adorable. I, mi- I miss them. I know you do, mate. <laughs> Well, that was a <laughs> what an episode what an for a first one. <laughs> Good. Oh, we got a um, <laughs> a wannabe Father Christmas. Yeah. And um, got some horse fucking in there. Got got all sorts. Yeah. Wow. All the things that you would expect from a high quality podcast, I think. Oh yeah. Pretty much ticks all the boxes. I mean, could you ask for anything more? I don't think. I you think could. you could, mate. So don't ask for any more. Thanks. You, you could, however ask for a shout out which is now what i'm gonna do there we go it's time um so for everyone who left reviews for when sam was on the podcast i'm gonna do all of those shout outs now so that you get them but Mm. from now on we won't be shouting out reviews for the podcast with me and sam because obviously that's not what this podcast is anymore so um skip forward if you didn't leave a five-star review you naughty bitch Because your name won't be said. However, if you want to hear your name, then hang about. Because here we go. So on iTunes, we've got Anita B82. Thank you, thank you. The Laundress. Thank you. Alex S. Hench Rose. Mrs. Jessica Lopez. Isn't that a celebrity? Yeah, she's really fit, mate. She is, isn't yeah. she? Wasn't she in The Love Guru? No, Jennifer Lopez. That's uh, it. J-Lo. Yeah, yeah no yeah. different kettlefish. Um, Affirmative Murder, uh, which is another podcast. Whoop, yeah, whoop, hello. Up. Lucky Jean, S. Martin, Fisher, um, Russocino96, Georgia Phillips, Jeffrey Dasmedion, Leah JV, Enjoli P, Jfay72, Jrod Millflap, <laughs> Donna Mil Barefoot, fuck. and Stick Lady One. People who have sent us lovely emails are Void McGee, Ruthann Holcomb, and Sean. That's when it's C-I-A-N, right? That's Sean. Yeah. yeah. I used to think it was Sean. Like when people spell Sean, S-E-A-N, you're like, Sian. Yeah. Yeah. On Facebook, we've got a couple of five-star reviews. We've got Amanda Finn, Kerry Ga- Karen Guy Hofstrand Isom. Yep. Yes to that. Molly Anise Law, Carla Domenech, um, Annie O'Brien, Amanda Leonard, Donna Boydston Hill. Rachel Sanderson, Harry Knight, Militia Poe, Anthony Kelly, and this is the big one. The people who were patrons for the period of time. I know a bunch yeah. of you have cancelled your subscriptions. Which is completely fair, obviously. obviously. Yeah. Go, you do you. You don't want to pay for a month of for nothing. nothing. Yeah. And you, we didn't, you didn't even know if we were coming back. Anyway, I just want to say a huge thank you to these people. So we've got Lisa Lebo, Ross Keys, Lucky Jean, Kate, Laura Christ. Christensen. Yep. Christensen. Christensen. Good. James Huntington. Thanks, Dad. Catherine Thank Huntington. You. Thanks, Mum. Big up, Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim and Cassie. Whoop, 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 whoop. Uh, Gemma Skinner, Renee Mayer, and Angie Jimenez. 
thank you. There are, there, I think there were others, but we gave you a shout out on prior episodes. And again, these are just the people we didn't get round to shouting yeah. out. So if you didn't hear your name, it's probably in a different episode. Um, or you've just done it now whilst we've been recording and I haven't caught it. Yeah, because yeah. we've been busy talking. We've been doing the chatting. That was such a bad stutter. Yeah. I don't know what that was. But thank you, thank you, thank you for thank being you, so you. nice. It costs nothing to leave a review. It costs nothing. Zero dollars or pennies. And you know what? What are we going to do when people leave a few Megs? We're going to read them and then be like, oh, isn't that nice? And just text each other about it probably. Yeah. And then read you out. Give yeah. you a shout out. Yeah. So many good things. So many good things. And you can become a Patreon. You'll mm. get you'll get to see Meg's face, which is, you know, the main thing. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty good face. It's so a really nice face. Just saying it's worth the money you pay to mm. see. You know. mm. um, and there's a little introductory vid already up there. Yeah. Um, with, obviously, Meg's face in it. Um, and we'll be posting the merch release um, on the Patreon first and you'll get a bunch of bonus episodes and yeah, it'll just be something good, won't it? Yeah. So do that if you fancy. If you, there are different tiers and you'll get, once we get stickers and badges back in again, you'll get some of them for free. So do it for the free shit. What else can they do, mate? You can just follow us everywhere. Um, we have Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Facebook's obviously just killing it the crime cost. Twitter is killing it crime. Mm-hmm. And Instagram is Kernet Chronicles. And you can send us emails if you want, if you've got case suggestions, if you've got hometown stories, because we'd love yep. to do an episode on like personal anecdotes yes. about crime and stuff. Yes, you would. If you got uh, something to point out, like somebody did recently, you know who you are. You pointed something out about a theory that we always talk about, which has apparently been debunked. So we're going to do a we're special do a mini on, on that, that which mm-hmm. would be very interesting. Yeah. But we love to hear that sort of stuff because that's what makes it interesting. That's what makes it fun. We like to be interactive. Yeah. We like we like the interactive aspect of it and we like to encourage that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also thanks everyone for the super warm welcome you've all given Meg. It's oh, been it's been so lovely, nice. mate. It's been so nice. Because obviously I've never done this before. I was a little bit nervous about speaking in front of all these people. And also you are like replacing a different host. So that must be scary as well. Because it's like, what if they... I love Sam. I think he's wonderful. I've known Sam for a very long time as well. Um, yeah. So it's fucking big shoes to film it. Yeah. So a lot of uh, he's a lot big of responsibility. Deal. You gotta, you gotta, he's kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. He used to say that all the time. Well, he said it like twice when I first met him. It's from Angerman. I'm pretty sure I watched it with him. And it's now... Oh, no, no, no. He, he said it before he met you. Oh. He would... And also he said... Um, in some circles, it's a privilege to watch me roll, as in like roll oh a cigarette. And we we used to rip the shit out of him for that. We'd, yeah. Like every time he'd say anything a little bit pretentious, we'd be like, oh, I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> but he literally is. Yeah, and he is. And we, I love him. You know what, lads? Meg's a big deal too. So let's give her a really big welcome and let her know how much you love her and appreciate the fact that she's literally the reason this podcast is still alive. So. And if you've got any feedback, do let me know. I'm a reasonable person. I'd like to know. Yeah. Good Thinks shit. You shit. Maybe phrase it nicely. Do yeah. a shit sandwich. Constructive criticism is always better, but, yeah. you know, internet's anonymous. Do what you want, love. <laughs> do what you I'm want. I'm probably not going to cry too much, so, you know. <laughs> not too much. Only a little bit. I love it. All right. So that's it from us. We will see you next time. See you next time. Thanks.
Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.